Welcome to the Quack Toll Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 Well then, I am your host, Adam Jamail. And I'm Eric Schroeder. That is right, and this is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks sporting podcast on the web. But is fear... Do I look? Hey, everybody that's watching this on YouTube, leave a mm-hmm. comment. Do I look tiny because of how far away I am from my camera and and how close Adam is to his camera, or is that just me in this moment? Leave yeah. a comment. We do kind of have a Lord I need of to the know. Rings I look tiny behind the scenes force perspective. I'm Gandalf sitting closer to the camera, and you're Elijah Wood sitting a little back. I will say that. I think it's good. Oh. Hey, he zoomed in. It got me. Got it. That's nice. And you got a little living mascot. Looks a little bigger. Look at you, master of the OBS. This is the Quack 12 podcast. As you can tell by the random banter at the beginning, we have less to talk about. There is less football. However, we are preparing for a big bowl game. A big bowl game with Bo Nix. That is right. Bo Nix will be in that game. Probably not Ugh. our backup Ty Thompson. Adam. Yeah, what's that? Can I make a can I ask for something? Of course you can. Last mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. we were not able to actually get our uh number one best friend mm-hmm. on the show as he's been on the show every week since we found him online because yes. once we saw the treasure that was mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. uh is it possible that we could call him up and just get him in here now and maybe we could start a show with our guy his you, you mean dessert first i kind of want to go divert i knew i know that you were about to get into some really good shit okay but i kind of also want to have his day on so we can get into some really deep shit that maybe we missed out on last week i get it you sound like most of the listeners of this podcast shut up yeah. adam where's his day and i don't blame you <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> let, but, us, uh, uh, let us, let yeah, us, absolutely though. I, I think okay. that's a great, great transition. Well, first okay. of all, I'll tell you this, Aaron, because I got, I want to yeah. break this news to you. You probably don't know. Ty Thompson is in the transfer portal. So most likely will not be playing any of this game. Bo Nix oh. will be playing this game, which is pretty cool. That actually kind of, um, I, I, I it hate is a bummer, letting people down, you know? That yeah. was a, that's a tough one. I feel like we let him down. How long had he been on the team doing nothing? Well, you know what I'll say? Not doing nothing. He's being a backup quarterback. Oh, I guess he played some time. Well, it's not even that. It's being a backup quarterback is very much something. And I'll tell you this. Aaron. Is it? We would be letting him down if we didn't put whoever the best player is at QB. That's where I'm at right now. It's a cut well, sure. business. It's, it's yeah. funny that a lot of the conversation about this is always centered like on the quarterback. Like, oh man, they never got to start. Oh, that. But if it was like 
you know well it's a human if and we was... want to feel connections to humans empathy is a yeah. real thing you can have it Adam. no but it, we have so much more for the quarterback than like if it's a safety that's oh, trying to well, crack the starting and then they never like, get the state and then they transfer. dude that is some uh, i mean think about there's that. like racist misogynistic type shit inside that i'm sure well i wasn't really talking about that, it's but i mean for saying, sure that's why it's embedded because he's like a power player look, he's so quote a, unquote important and in charge I, it, is, it is an important position that's why it is every every the, position is equally important the only position See, carl marx said <laughs> it's the only position that can win a heisman so it's clearly the most important oh, um, dude bonix didn't and win, then look way. who they gave it to Jaden daniels whatever pac-12 pac-12 legend i'm pretty sure you called it though you called it i think you said if they go by this they're gonna pick Jaden daniels yeah i figured once bo lost the game they weren't going with him yeah it was either he was gonna win uh yeah but whatever well now that we're talking about the heisman trophy now is the perfect time to bring on our guest because he goes on and on and on about this stuff he loves this conversation especially post actually having given out the award hif Day of addicted to quack whoa, 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 whoa. managing editor also host of it never rains on this podcast how you doing hif Day? i'm well how are you i am doing good we are ramped up. I'm doing the best the I living. can with what I have. That's about it. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we talked last week about the Pac-12 championship game, mainly about our feelings. Aaron apologized yeah. to Cam Lewis feelings, as, so. as the only one who wasn't fucking up in that first half. Uh, Washington really showed up early, but also it was pretty awesome that it was a close game. However... We would still love to talk about that most painful game with you, what you saw on the field. Um, and specifically, listeners, if you want something to actually read, actually see these clips, kind of the big plays we're talking about, duct tape film review of yep. Oregon versus Washington is the article over at Addicted to Quack. came out on December 5th. Uh, definitely read that. Check our Twitter account because we'll have that linked as well. But yeah, hit the date. We'd love to hear some of your observations on this game. Well, the it, it was in many ways a crazy game because so much of my like so much of my preview of the game wound up being irrelevant because uh, like unexpected things happened. Mm -hmm. um, the the like the deep background on is what happened with Washington season. Mm -hmm. um, so so like kind of backing up two steps. Mm -hmm. uh, the University of Washington football team is supposed to look in a certain way. Uh, specifically, uh, Michael Penix, uh, their quarterback, uh, is a, an excellent quarterback within their passing offense. Uh, their system is designed in order to get big passing plays. Um, uh, how it does so is a, a, a long and involved conversation, but like when operating nominally, that's what it does. Uh, um, it operates really well between the twenties. It kind of, it, it struggles a bit when it gets into the red zone, they sort of need mm. some other help when they get into the red zone. But, mm. uh, uh, but between the twenties, absolutely lethal passing offense when it's operating nominally. Um, the, 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 the story of Washington season, however, uh, is that 
uh, right about the time when they played Oregon mm-hmm. and, and immediately thereafter, uh, Penix seems to have suffered some sort of physical ailment and no one really knows what exactly it is a bunch of different like excuses were offered you know for him none of which really made a ton of sense and frankly like i still don't really know what it is because Mm -hmm. none of them fit the time frame for uh, it's it's honestly like a a huge mystery um oh wait being that I'm in Seattle, I actually do have more information on this. No, uh-huh. well, that's good. Uh-huh. It wasn't that it was an injury. It was actually recovery from biotech implants that they put inside of him. That's the uh-huh. fir- Surprisingly, that's the first I've heard that. So mm-hmm. that's pretty good to know, Aaron. Thank you. That's our inside uh, man, uh, Aaron. Yeah. It's biotech. So the, so the crazy thing is like and i mean you can just see it it's plain as day in uh, if you just look at statistically you know starting in week 7 and through week 13 his accuracy goes from about 75% you know completion rate to about 55% mm-hmm. you know or it's 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 or 72 to 52 like it's just this huge drop off and when you're watching his film it's like it's not that he's becomes somewhat inaccurate on all of his throws. He's he's still a great quarterback on most of his throws, but then on a whole lot of his throws, about a quarter of them, he just is complete like he throws <laughs> it into the stands. It's like way off. Like mm. what the hell was that? And like and, and obviously because their their offense is totally because their team is built around their offense and their offense is built around his passing and his, and it's not a particularly efficient passing offense because they tend to throw the ball away a lot. They sort of like wait till they have the throw and then they make it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if he's not like super accurate when the throw is there, like it all falls apart. Um, and that's what it had been happening to them for like six weeks. It, you know, it's why they were playing all these really close games with sort of bad teams. And so mm-hmm. like Oregon and Washington had seven common opponents and Oregon like blew them all out and Washington struggled with all of them. And so like going into that game and like, Adam, you remember when we talked to Roman Tomashoff, like, you know, we were both in agreement, like, we don't really need to know what this physical ailment is. There's no such thing as a physical ailment that lasts for six weeks mm-hmm. and then suddenly clears up on the seventh. It's either like you can have something that you that you struggle with for like a week or two and then it clears up, you know, like a like you get long sick. covid. Well, you could throw that out there, but but for it to be like six weeks and then all of a sudden you're exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I can tell you from watching the Apple Cup, which they played on Saturday, Mm -hmm. you know, they play the Apple Cup on Saturday and they played Oregon in the conference championship on on Friday, like six days earlier. It's the same rate of those like, you know, crazy Hmm. throw the ball into the stands thing. 
and so that's you know obviously and so my entire like preview article is written in the context of like well this is what his accuracy is and this is how it's affected the team and this is how it's affected the numbers and this is you know it's flipped for example one of the things in my original article that i wrote before their october game was mm -hmm. that like because of the way that their system works and the way that you know Penix's accuracy is you shouldn't blitz this team it's a bad idea to blitz you should instead back out in coverage and then so then in my update article that i wrote you know the day the day you know before the game or, or it actually published you know the morning of the game was that like actually the numbers have flipped in the back half of the season it's now you know defenses now gain an advantage by blitzing this team hmm. um and, and there's a few other examples where like it's now a different team like the 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 fact of this you know 20% decrease in accuracy has changed the equation in a bunch of different ways um and another way that it's changed the equation is they are now running the ball much more frequently between the 20s they're not actually very uh, like uh, explosive at running the ball like mm -hmm. they just sort of get cuz they're they're they don't actually like open up giant holes you know and their run game is not very elegant like they they don't do the sort of like you know when you watched oregon play like wazoo and a bunch of other teams were like you know bucky irving and jordan james were running for like 10 15 20 30 40 yards like washington doesn't get those mm -hmm. you know they get like you know, they get a couple of yards and then the running back sort of lean into the contact and they get like another couple of yards because like their run game is just not it. That's the type of run game that they have. It's just muscle runs. Yeah. Um, it's taking advantage of like a defense that's fully prepared to stop the pass is what it feels like. Sure. You get a, a sucker punch in there, but enough yeah. to get a first down sometimes yeah or yeah. yeah exactly and, and and their running back should be credited too because you know he's a yeah you know he's the type of guy who who he doesn't fear that you know he goes into it and he pushes forward and he gets that but it's a lot not of people like, were saying maybe he should have gotten the game ball would you agree with that one for that game? well i'll get to that in a minute okay, but i okay. just uh, like i wanted to be clear that was also something that they had been doing in the these six weeks it was like increasing the quotient of their their rushing but it's not like they, they had this like dominant you know run based attack where they were running for like 15 yards a clip the way that mm -hmm. teams that really like run the ball do like say oregon and some other teams that are like they're really that you know they're they they have a balanced game in which they can get 15 yards running the ball as well as they can get 15 yards passing the ball like washington's not a team like that it's sort of like I, I would describe it not like sucker punching. It's more like rabbit punching in boxing. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, the uh, so that's what Washington is. And I am sure that is the team that Oregon prepared for going into this game, because why wouldn't you, you know, like, mm -hmm. so that's the number one crazy thing that happens on the Friday game is that suddenly Penix is back to nominal which I guess 
if I can briefly say like good for him, like I, I don't yeah. wish for anybody to be hurt. Like it's not how, you know, I, I want, you know, games to be played is against injured players or anything. And he definitely doesn't deserve to be in pain or discomfort or anything. Like, I, like I'm, I'm genuinely happy for him. And especially if you know anything about his injury history when he was at Indiana, like it's genuinely fantastic. It's just, you know, I, I register it for those who maybe weren't paying attention and was like, well, Washington sucked, you you know, for all of these six weeks and, you know, and, and, and all these other defenses contained Washington easily, Oregon couldn't. So therefore Oregon must, must suck. And I'm like, no, there's an explanation, you know, like that's not what was going on. It's like, mm. he's, he's, he stopped doing that ear mailing thing. They were back to the nominal version. Um, that is so curious. I am curious what yeah. that is. I, I mean, I, we'll probably never know. We all, um, we all had some perfect key injuries for like just to be, uh, I don't know, screwed up. Like, I feel like the Birch injuries, the sure. overall injuries to like our secondary, which felt yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it, there, there's time. a few other things, you know, Washington, like that's the major one. But, you know, the the, the there's a couple other things, too, where they 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 finally get their full complement of wide receivers and they yes. have very good wide receivers. Yes. Meanwhile, Oregon is down you know uh jordan birch you know who's their best edge player they're down you know uh, jaleel florence who's one of their starting cornerbacks there uh meanwhile washington gets back you know some some you know keep like washington is sort of fully healthy for the first time ever mm-hmm. oregon is probably in their weakest state in mm-hmm. terms of health it's sort of like all of this sort of happened simultaneously i think like all of probably all of those things were handleable it the the game changer is you know the thing that's like fundamental like you know that makes a qualitative difference in how you would go about just like planning for the game is you know Penix being a 75% passer instead of a 55% passer because that right. like really does change things and probably wasn't part of Oregon's like you know game plan now so having said that like it's still a winnable game for Oregon. Yeah. They, they probably need to like recognize it, you know, but like how, how soon do you recognize that's what's happening? You know, because like I said, when Penix was in that state, it wasn't a, he's somewhat inaccurate all the time. It's 20% of his passes would go awry. Well, how do you know when a guy is no longer <laughs> having the 20% of his passes go right. awry thing? You need to gather something like 10 completed passes and be like, wait a minute, we were expecting two of those to have mm-hmm. gone wrong by now. They didn't. Uh, is this crazy thing that he's back to full health that nobody was expecting to happen? Like, did it actually happen? Oh my God. Okay. We need to change up at like everything about our approach now, you know, like, so, you know, I, I kind of like, I kind of understand why. Cause I, you know, like even two weeks later, I'm still like, what the hell? How did that yeah. happen? Even as I, I'm not like, I'm not like cursing the stars that this occurred because it's like a kid got healthy. That's a reason for celebration. But it's still like it's baffling that it did. Like there's like no such thing as an injury that lasts exactly six weeks like that. Can that I has uh, that kind of effect? Like, can I? Go, go look, I, I hate going here. I hate going here as much as y'all hear me, as y'all hate having to hear me go here. But when you look at 
these kinds of numbers and you literally are like, it's mystifying. I literally have all the data and it's mystifying. Do you, Hithliday, ever tend to want to go like, smells like collusion? Like I, maybe he's downplaying his abilities and throwing them away because he needs no. to keep a certain point. You mean he's that no. video of the like calling ambulance? Know. Like for I you, just for not for me or whatever. I have. No, a, I mean they came this close to losing the Apple Cup. Like they would yeah. not. Like the margins that they were playing with were just too fine. And Arizona State. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Uh, I just can't. I just always feel like Vegas is in the locker rooms I, I, I mean. how much how much would they have to give michael Penix, who's already making some nil money to be like michael Penix? we know you would like to go to the playoffs Dude, or whatever, who's, but... who's who's <laughs> not to say that that nil money is actually the payment i am they're like yo we're <laughs> gonna yeah uh, so I'm so going that's deep sort of like Sorry. that sounds like bullshit, Aaron. Continue. Okay. <laughs> the other yeah. thing about Washington's <laughs> offense that sort of you know, because their passing offense is now operating nominally. Here's the here's sort of another misconception that I think a lot of people like have about this, or maybe like it's an emotional thing. So Washington is running the ball during the sort of bad phase of their offense during the 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 six weeks prior to this game they were leaning more into their run game but Mm -hmm. like as i sort of took pains to note like their run game was never this like awesome get 15 yards type of run game except for when they played usc but like (laughs) everybody does that when they play that's the Um, bad defense that's like allow 15 yard runs yeah so like when it's a little unusual that when they got their passing offense back, they still uh, in the conference championship game still ran the ball that much. It kind of makes sense that they do it in the red zone, but it was always part of their plan. Like if you go back and read my October 14th article or 13th article, like that was always part of their plan in the red zone and always something that they were relatively effective at doing um, because it's just like, Hey, getting three yards, three yards, mm-hmm. three yards in the red zone is was a always part of their plan. B always something that they were kind of good at, and C always something that every team likes to have in their in their pocket for the red zone. Like it's not unusual, and also something that people should understand about Oregon. Like when you adopt a mint front defensive structure, like that's what you've chosen as your defensive vulnerability. Like every Hmm. team, every defense has to choose a defensive vulnerability because you only get 11 guys. And like, well, no, that's not true. There was uh, Washington got a 12th guy on one play early on. If Hmm. I remember correctly. Uh, Really? Yeah. The ref. Oh, geez. That fucking guy. (laughs) Fucking stars. the 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 ump that got in the way yeah yeah i I wanted Um, him now i wish he would have pick sixed it honestly just fully gone with it the uh the 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 thing about a mint defensive structure is that that's always you have to pick some sort of vulnerability and and the way and the reason that teams including alabama georgia all these teams that win national championships choose this structure is that that's the thing that hurts you least is just these muscle runs for three yards because Mm. who the hell is going to run three yards every like if that's the only tool you've got 
like you're never going to win a game that way mm -hmm. the the only like the only the only way that's ever scary is that if you also have a scary passing offense right like which washington now has and so and so anyway like the, so the fact that like look man if you watch that film like I feel like a lot of Oregon fans were like, "Oh, Oregon is giving up all of these rushing yards. I feel so bad about it. Oh my God, why is the defense so bad at stopping the run? They are not. Look at the actual numbers. Watch that actual film. I know it's painful. They Oregon's really not giving up that much on the ground. They're it's like you know two yards, three yards. It's little muscle run stuff. Or like, oh, Washington's offensive line. They're they're fantastic. Look at these big holes they're open up. No, they're not. They're making the same screw ups that they are in every other game. They're not like leveraging these huge holes for big runs. There, I mean, they do get one or two, but I mean, you know, ninety percent of the time, it's just these little like they're adjusted line yards. If you pull up the advanced back box score, their adjusted line yards is like one. You know, and then. Then it's Dylan Johnson, who again is a good running back and he doesn't fear contact. Like he he then muscles for another couple. Like, you know, they're getting like three yards. It's just that they're willing to do that. And then when they get into the red zone, you know, that you know, they muscle, muscle. You know, like one of the couple of clips that I put in that, my article, it's like he has to run over his own dude. Like there's this great clip in my article where Tatum Tuiati wins the play. He's shoving the the tight end laterally into Dylan. And Johnson's path, right? Mm. He's completely crushing that tight end. Tatum Tuiati, true freshman, completely laterally shoving that dude. And Dylan Johnson runs over his own tight end mm -hmm. to get three yards and convert the first down. Like it's all about the running, you know, like so like this also has not transformed like Washington's rushing attack doesn't transform and Oregon's rushing defense doesn't transform for this game. The only again, the only thing that's transformed is that Washington now has a, a functional passing offense again and and if a team is willing to just do three yards, three yards, three yards, you know, in the run game if that's all they can do, then, then a mint defense just doesn't care about it because you're not going to march the field doing that. Uh, and if that's all they can do, eventually you'll just say like, okay, this is enough of this and we'll put more dudes in the box. Well, if they are going to do that and they have a lethal passing game, you can't put more dudes in the box because you need to be able to defend the pass. Right. Or at least you need to be able to try. Mm -hmm. uh, which is sort of the other thing. Uh, you know, Oregon safeties are in sort of a bad spot. They, you know, Oregon just needs to overhaul its safety court and they need to like, I don't know. I had this thing that I was talking about all year long where like, I really didn't understand where they weren't, why were they, why they weren't playing Nico Reed at the slot corner yeah. and instead were playing Taishin Johnson in coverage. Cause like, he can't do it. Like, and I put clips about that, but like, honestly, even if they had, you know, whatever was optimal for the personnel that they had, Washington was gonna get yards like what I, I just wanted to like finish that up you know about what Washington's offense was it really you know 90% of it is just 
uh, uh, Penix was back to full health. It's crazy that that was the case. I mean, good, you know, happy yeah. kid being healthy is happy, but mm-hmm. like it, it's, he's back to full health and, and their offense is operating nominally. You know, it's does not have anything to do with suddenly their, their run game is fantastic. It doesn't have anything to do with suddenly Oregon can't stop the run in a way that they could earlier. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, their receivers are suddenly unstoppable. You know, they, do get some benefit from from getting that but it's the minor part of it the major part of it is and it doesn't have much to do with the Oregon pass coverage nobody can defend those guys mm-hmm. like you could find the best pass defense in the league they're going to have a hard time you know defending you know Penix you know when he's at, at full strength it's just the nature of that system so what all of that means is like you just have to outscore them it's the right. only the only way to do, i just went through all of that in order to get to that sentence which is <laughs> uh when if washington if Penix is at full health sort of regardless of all those other things the receivers oregon safeties the run game the offensive line the defensive line regardless of the status of all those other things there all of those things are are minor the major thing is if Penix is back to full health, that means you are going to give up 30 points. Period. Absolutely. Full stop. And that means that your offense needs to score more than, you know, you, you need to score 40 points. And we, we nearly did. And, and I and, mean, we well, lost so that's three what, freaking points, man. Like, I'm uh, only like half done, man. Like the, <laughs> like that's where the problem is. That's like, like pe- people pe- for all the duck fans are sort of freaking out about all those other things that I just dismissed as minor, like they're minor. You, you can't control the fact that Penix got healthy. And once he's healthy, that means that you're going to give up 30 points. All the other stuff, again, the, the receivers, the run game, the offensive line, the defensive line, the safeties, all of it, it's, it's minor. Like it's, it's marginal. It's ephemeral. Like it's, it's, it, you know, it's the difference between a field goal or a touchdown. It's, it's the difference between, you know, 35 points and 32 points on one drive. Like you're Mm going to give up somewhere between, you know, 30 to 35 points. Like it's just going to happen. Like that Penix being healthy means that's going to happen to you. And, where the game is won or lost once Penix is healthy is you need to score 40 points. And so that's where, where you're going to take brickbacks to Oregon's coaching staff or Oregon's players is, is the offense, the offense underperformed the, mm. the, the, where, where you, you need to say there's a problem here and something needs to get corrected and you need to take a look in the mirror is the offense. So what are the, the, the problems with the offense? Well, I identified two of them. The first is they never bothered to establish the run. I thought this was really stupid. I thought it was really, really stupid. Um, and there's sort of like two subsets of this um, that sort of point one a is they were using the wrong running back. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was very clear the Bucky Irving was injured and they should have been relying on, on Jordan James. Um, and, and point one B is they, they weren't even really trying like their instantaneous uh, a pass rate until midway through the third quarter was in the high seventies, like three out of four plays were designed like pass plays. Uh, like they, like, you know, their first three, 
their first three plays were passes. Five of their first six plays were passes. Like, wow. I mean, it was just like nothing but passing to, mm-hmm. you know, to start the game. Like they didn't even bother to, to try establishing the run, you know, and then when the, the, the game, you know, they, they fall behind like 20 to three. And so of course they're passing, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. dude, you need to establish the run because like Washington is not a good efficiency rush defense. Like their rush defense numbers are like 35%. And it's like, you need to, you know, you need to hammer the ball. You need to take Jordan James and you needed to like open up holes and you needed to run the ball and you need to establish that you needed to get them to, you know, get that. You need to, to bring their DBs down to open up the, 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 the longer passing game. And that's the other, th- that was the other game plan. Number two, you know, flaw with them is that, I mean, this is very clear when you study Washington's offense is that it's kind of like Cal's offense and that they like to keep the play in front of them and kind of perversely you they do better stopping shorter and more horizontally oriented passes than they do stopping vertical shots um and because the thing is like the, their athletes just aren't as good as you are yours are if you're throwing it deep and it's why I put like an entire Twitter compilation. I, I literally two days before the game, I posted literally every play that Washington has given up, which is 17 of them of 35 plus yard passes that they've given up over wow, the course of lot. the year, which is was 118th in the nation because their DBs just can't keep up. And it was like, you just need to hit bombs against them, which is something that I also did when Oregon played Cal. I was like, look, guys, you know, and remember when we were after the Arizona State game, uh, Aaron, you know, I said that you said a really prescient line is once you had all the pieces on the table, oh, it's just mm-hmm. about like manipulating playing mind games. It's, you know, th- that it's like it's because Arizona State's defense is different. Arizona State's defense wanted to take away deep shots. And so you needed to like invite them down. You need to use horizontal stretch plays in order to set up your vertical stretch plays. And so that's why Oregon was setting up RPOs and setting up, you know, swing passes and, and, and inviting their linebackers to get out of place and then would hit their vertical stretch plays uh, in order to manipulate Arizona state's defense. And, you know, I love writing about that sort of stuff because I love writing about sequencing. Well, the thing is about Cal's defense and about Washington's defense is you don't need to do that stuff. You don't need to set up the horizontal stuff. They love it when you throw the horizontal stuff because they keep the play in front of you, in front of them. They'll Mm -hmm. just, you know, they'll. Yeah, we love we love those short that way and that way. Well, we do that. They'll just blanket that and, and tackle that stuff. Instead, what you're supposed to do against defenses like that is just run like four verts. Mm-hmm. It's just like send it all deep. And and the way you set that up is you run the ball, right? Which sort of sounds like Big Ten offenses, right? Like mm-hmm. run, run, play, action, shot, right? Like that's sort of like, you know, sort of maybe old school sound in football. Like that's the game plan to beat Washington. Huh. And Oregon didn't do that. And it was like, I, I, I was all over the film. It was all over my preview. It was all over both of the previews that I wrote. It was all over my preview of Washington. I wrote last year is like, look, man, they're super vulnerable to efficiency running. And this is how you get the safeties down. And this is how you throw over them. And their DBs can't keep up because their DBs are not very good athletes. And this is why they commit pass interference so much is because they have to, they fall behind and they have to mob you. 
And it's like, I put, man, I, I was really frustrated watching Oregon's game plan because I was like, do I have to spell this out? Hey, here's a question. Like, and I really feel like Oregon screwed up the game plan offensively. And the reason why I talked all that about the defense is that you're going to give up somewhere between 32 and 35 points to this offense. The instant the Penix is healthy, you have to outscore them. You're not going to get it done scoring 28 to 30 points. Mm. You need to score 40 plus points, which means your offensive game plan needs to be on point. You can't afford to screw around mm -hmm. on offense and Oregon screwed around on offense. And then what happened at the end of the second half? What happened at the end of the second half? Do you remember? Or was it too painful? Did you black it out? What happened at the end of the second, or, the very end of the what game? What happened at the end of the first half? What happened at the end of the second half? Uh, end of the first half, well, we we threw it to Terrence Ferguson near the end of the score. I remember that. And then uh, end of the, um, oh, oh, well, the bomb down the field to cut the lead was. Yeah, 30. 35 yard pass uh, i what think we can do with the end of the first half they quit screwing around they yeah. they started they ran the ball to set it up right that's when yeah. they started running the ball with jordan james i think they everyone up, was hit bombs if you everyone study, was looking at if jordan you study james, that scoring drive everyone was looking at jordan james being like this dude clearly has look, more tank than bucky irving right now yeah but i mean look look what i'm saying about you know manipulating washington's defense Look at the scoring drive that Oregon pulls off, the, right. the quick scoring drive that they pull off at the end of the first half, and then look at that scoring drive with uh, Treshawn Holden uh, mm -hmm. towards the end of the second half in which they cut the lead down. It's exactly the game plan that I prescribed about how you use the run to set up the pass and then how you throw deep shots against Washington's defense. It's what they should have been doing from the get-go. Instead, they used the horizontal passing, you know, the, the, the horizontal stretch and the RPO stuff with Washington. It's the only thing they can defend. And it was like, I was pulling my hair out because it was like, guys, did you not watch any tape on on how Washington, you know, defends that was what was that was what was infuriating. It was well, like this is exactly the wrong plan for and I know you know how to score points against these guys because you did it. Question. Yeah. Did we at least go into this game with a different game plan than the one a few weeks earlier when they beat us by 3 points? Did we try uh, to play this? Do you know what I mean? Did we try to play the same game again, same ideas? Or did we like, oh, we have pivoted because we now know from playing them we can, you know what I mean? You'd think having yes, played them, that's the perfect amount of research for this next game. Oregon's, Oregon's offensive game plan in October, uh, uh, Oregon's offensive game plan in October was much more reliant on the run mm -hmm. uh, than its game plan in December. Weird. Oregon's offensive game plan in October, uh, I when they wanted to throw shots, I, I didn't love because they kept rolling Knicks out in order to take those shots. I think because they didn't trust Oregon's offensive line to hold up the pocket against the pass rush because they were still under the impression that Washington's pass rush was going to beat Oregon's relatively new 
um, offensive line. Mm-hmm. I thought the data was fairly clear at that point that that was um, that was not necessary. That Oregon's offensive line would, in fact, hold up against Washington's uh, defensive pass rush, and so that wasn't necessary. And cutting the field in half, you know, was not necessary. And that they uh, they, they should have just been throwing deep balls from the pocket. And so what I was looking forward to in the conference championship game with now twelve games worth of data on both teams. Uh, was like, oh, you don't need to do that now. Like, right. you, you, you can trust Knicks with a full pocket, with a full field, you know, to just, you know, ah, now we're going to see lots of downfield passing, you know. Uh, and instead we saw the opposite of that. And I was Weird. just like, guys, this was the I, wrong game plan. I, I will say so. Huh. A lot of uh, annoying Twitter, you know, um, definitely – love and a lot of people just looking to hate on Oregon for any reason uh Over really the harped on the yeah uh they're they're so reliant on check down they don't do any like deep field stuff um at the now that we're basically at the end of the season oh with 2020 hindsight yeah do you think there is some uh validity to there should I, be maybe a few more deep shots in this well or, or I, I like, think you know. I, I I think the people who say stuff like that are mm-hmm. the reason that they say stuff like that is because rather than watching film to assess the capabilities of quarterbacks, because uh, what they're doing is trying to assess quarterbacks, you know, worthiness of postseason accolades. Yeah. They're trying to infer it from statistical production. And then they're trying to delve into statistical production to say, okay, well, passing yard, you have X number of passing yards. Well, quarterback A has X number of passing yards. Quarterback B has a similar number of passing yards, but quarterback B produced them by throwing them at this level of depth and then having the receiver going and getting more yards after catch, whereas quarterback Mm. A got them through the air. And so the quarterback A, you know, earned them with his arm. And so he's more worthy. And I think all of that is very stupid. I think you should just watch film because of Mm. course I think that I watch film. (laughs) Um, And and like, you know, I think anybody who does anything, I think anybody who does anything except for who who whose starting point is anything other than i will just watch film is a moron and lazy um right and, here and, so, <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> so uh, i am not willing to engage those people in those arguments uh sure. because i do not make a habit of arguing with idiots mm-hmm. um but i mean i, I agree with the you question there. of yeah. now if you are playing, so as to the question of what is the correct strategy to win a game, the the answer is it, the correct strategy to win a game is dependent on what the opponent uh, is doing and how you want to manipulate them. If the opponent is a defense like, say, Arizona State's, which starts out trying to take away the deep ball and, and has some defensive backs who are capable of doing that, then manipulating them with, you know, sequenced, you know, horizontal stretch plays, as we discussed after that game, is a great way to do it. And if that means pulling your quarterback's, you know, depth of, uh, of throw numbers down, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, 
Uh, All I'm saying is I've watched now on the other hand games where I'm if like, you throw the are fucking playing... ball down the field. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm, I'm like, I'm looking right. at this. I'm looking at if Troy you're Franklin, playing a different type of defense down. in which the throw <laughs> is available, you know, to yeah. throw downfield and you're still not doing it like now, if you then that's stupid. Now, if you if the quarterback is not capable of doing so, then that's a knock on that quarterback. Now, if anybody watched Bo Nix's film and believed he was not physically capable of doing right. that, that that person is either blind or more likely is simply not watching film or even more likely is a Husky you know, fan. Well, uh, motivated reasoning, you know, yeah. they're, they're willfully blind, yeah. you know, they're, right. they're simply denying a reality because it's inconvenient to, to what they wish to believe. Um, which again, I'm not in the habit of arguing with idiots, uh, or people who are, you know, arguing in bad faith. Um, the, 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 the you know you you should do what is necessary to to win or what is you know best suits you to win the game uh, my criticism for Oregon's coaches you know against Washington was they picked the wrong game plan um you know they, they should have been throwing it deep they had a quarterback who's capable of doing so they it's demonstrated just, that when they threw the ball deep and scored yeah. touchdowns like it's uh, just crazy that they chose wrong because they're I feel like the coaching staff has proven how intelligent they really are. I, I know. So and you know what's crazy is that like I spent this is much like of the year, knock on the head one. Yeah. I spent much of the year praising the staff for, or praising is actually the wrong word, noting, um, noting how much of the staff were counterpunchers, that how much the uh, film watchers that they were in terms of like wanting to note what team's tendencies were and manipulate them. And so this was a real shock. Yeah. That it was like, weird. guys, how did you not notice that this was, that this was the 118th worst team in the nation at Vegas. defending deep shots and that the way that you set it up was the run game because they were also, you know, that so terrible at defending, you know, efficiency runs. Like, how did you not notice? I'm now on Aaron's side. It's all stupid. Vegas, baby. <laughs> we're just the like Vegas is the Vegas is in there running these goddamn numbers. If I'm we're the villains, it sucks because we're not even like the main villain. Because the main villains got like twenty. 20 national championships under the belt we're the no if no 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 it's there. just like I mean, college football hates an upstart they hate it's it just upstart. like it's uh it's it's not like we're a villain it's that we're the bad guy we're the one that has to be that role because it food it fits the narrative easier you know we're so, still man. just and correct it's just we're living in a toxic situation in which the actual villains are kind of running the show oh yeah absolutely. so we're the bad guys go. but we're actually the good guys because we need, of to, we need to get you to talk to this uh team all very informative couldn't agree with you more especially watching that game uh anything else you'd like to say before we maybe start very very loosely talking about some bowl game picks here Ooh, bowl game picks, man! I haven't even. Uh, oh, I know. We're all going. No, I mean, well, like it's very quickly. It, it was frustrating. It, I mean, certainly it was frustrating. Like the the outcome, obviously, is frustrating. I, I was, I was frustrated because even with you know Penix back, it's a winnable game. Oh yeah. With you know with with a 
with the it it's also frustrating because sort of the trajectory suddenly reverse you know like mm-hmm. washington spent the whole season you know uh you know on a downslide oregon spent the whole season getting stronger and then they suddenly flip you know oregon yeah. gets a bunch of injuries right before the game washington suddenly gets healthy right before the game which again like i'm not trying to like celebrate or you know d- denounce you know wh- why didn't those kids get hurt you know like it's just like yeah. um, Nick's you know this, so much of, of this season. game is just yeah. being healthy at the right time yeah. you know so and it's just like man it it, it 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 it's it's unfortunate that we didn't get you know two teams playing I, I think it's unfortunate that we didn't get two teams playing at peak health with you know peaks with, with both of them playing at optimal strategies you but know we like, did and we lost that game back well, not fully remember when both our cornerbacks got injured on the same play well, yeah, and Washington wasn't going at full into strength. That game. Yeah, they didn't was. have their receivers, and they were playing it on in Alaska Airlines Field, which is like an ice rink. And like I like a third of their play of the plays in that game, many of which benefited Oregon. I'm not trying to say that that was like all Washington, you know, benefited. Like at least half of them benefited Oregon, where players were slipping on that stupid turf. Like they seriously, something is wrong with that turf. It's butter. Um, like. Uh, that was not a rowling (laughs) continue sorry oh like no i didn't really think that that was a great game like or or like that wasn't like the game that we deserve to watch you know for a variety like Uh, i mean just the full on like i still want to see the full on game i want to see the game where it's like peak well, of their powers but going game and i still haven't seen the you know like the 2022 game you know nicks is hurt yeah. Right. You know, the, 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 the October game, a bunch of players is hurt and it's on that stupid turf The the 2023, you know, the, the conference championship game, a bunch of Oregon players is hurt and it's this sudden, like sudden unexpected, you know, game plan reversal, just like, you know, none of these things are sort of optimal conditions and maybe, you know, such as a foolish thing to wish for because it'll never happen. You know, well, you know, what game is ever played under optimal circumstances, but like, yeah. I feel like we've been denied it, you know, like the, the you know, uh, if if I was a I Big remember, Ten fan and I watched these two Oregon Washington games, I would be like, "Those fantastic games, a plus one hundred percent." If I, you know, my heart wasn't into it, anyways. Final question. Yeah, let's keep. I, I want to keep this super brief because I know we are trying to create a nice tight package with this one. So we're and we're getting close to that package's ceiling. But anywho, <laughs> uh, really quick through this conversation. It has made me believe that maybe the situation lied within the choices made by the coaching staff. But while watching the game, it felt like the actual problem was that Bo was making wrong decisions, which is uncharacteristic of him. So am I now to believe Bo was maybe just doing his job and following the coaching staff orders? I, he's known think, to change plays on the field as well. I, I mean, I do think, I, I mean, you know, when I charted the game, I, I, yeah, he made some mistakes, but like, I, but he makes mistakes in every game because he's a human, you know, like, I, I okay. don't, I mean, so I guess felt, it felt more flawed than he actually really was. He wasn't actually uh, fucking up. That I bad. don't, I, I don't, I wouldn't put the game at his feet. On the other hand, I guess I, I would say like, if that dude wanted to win the Heisman like an like 
my my coaching staff is calling the wrong game plan but i'm gonna put the team on my back and do like some amazing stuff like like for example the 44 yard scramble like yeah more of that you know like do some amazing stuff like there there wasn't quite enough amazing stuff out of bone nicks to like win the game despite his coaching staff choosing the wrong game plan I, I, I think that. I think it's it's also just this part luck where you're like, well, our game plan makes it so we're not turning over the ball. We got one of the best. I, I'm not quite sure, but one of the best turnover margins, period. He's only thrown yes. two picks. Uh, we're playing that style. And then he throws like somewhat yeah, an unlucky pick. pick. And it's so yeah. it's kind of like counteracting the benefit of us playing this <laughs> style. Um, yeah. And that play that was right a when we some shift. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's uh let's let us never talk about this game again. Um it was a solid game though. Well, uh, I feel better now knowing well. that it's a coaching pro it was it was the flubbery of always the is, powers baby. that control. In my opinion, it's always a coaching problem. <laughs> Even if one but see, player I love throws... our I love our coaches too much yeah. to ever think ill of them. I don't know why, but I like I like their mentality. I like I very much like our head coach, and I would marry him if he would allow me. Well, in, if in five years we haven't beat Washington under landing, I'm going to be calling for his head. But yeah, sure. No, he's great. Yeah, we're. It's. A, I mean, we lost to. We lost twice this season to a playoff team. <coughs> yeah, that's pretty. Dan good. Lanning by is three, my Jimmy Johnson. Points. Jenny Johnson. Is, huh? The Cow- Dallas Cowboys coach from the '90s, whenever they were oh. fucking ruling it. Now he's a talking right. head. Okay. Oh, brother. There you go. Greatest coach to ever play the game. There you go. To play the game, not coach the game. However you want to look at it. <laughs> All right. I think coaching is playing. It's you are the che- you're the one moving the chess pieces. Well, I think you're um, you're playing the I game. Think umping is playing. I saw that in this last game. Um, let us get into this. Now, we're going to pick some bowl games. This is truly, I mean, who gives a shit? I guess we're keeping tally. This is a Slate is clean. Who can get the most here? This is good. I'm going to rule. And we're picking them all right now. Shit, I yeah. have looked. I have <laughs> somewhat Shit, watched for this. Okay. I know. I know. Uh, you're more prepared than Aaron and I. But <laughs> I, I like the idea of just off no, the for doing this. I am. I have the tingles of a electrified universe running through my fingers, Adam. Aaron, I am ready to I've go. I've said this before. You need to look into that. That is a real medical thing. <laughs> it might be a stroke. Yeah, it yeah, might be a stroke. Honestly. Let's get into it. By the way, that is so many oranges you're eating. That's the biggest bowl of oranges I've ever seen. It's just two oranges. Really? Yeah. Why is it so much? Because it's a pretty Huge. bowl. Wow. Pretty bowl. We're not talking about the orange bowl surprisingly but i'm looking at an orange bowl right now anyways here we go the picks right. feel like my orange bowl joke should have gotten a bigger reaction but anyways um uh so okay. here we go the great bowl bonanza i forget who won this last year but we all know hithliday won the in-season pick'em challenge um aaron however won the preseason pick challenge when he got all 12 <laughs> over-unders for the I'm, season. I'm not joking. I've I, thought about that a few times, kind of being like, <laughs> I really wish I would have put money down. I think that would have been uh, the smartest If you put a decision. dollar down, dude, you'd be doing pretty well <laughs> right now. I, 
I, I, I'm not joking about this. After we finished recording and Aaron, you, you broke that news. I, I went and poured myself a double of bourbon and just drank it. Like I completely shattered by that. Like, oh man, I, I, I cannot so believe that. I'm just glad it's on tape. That's all that really matters is that I have proof. I did a weird thing once. I love that so much. Okay. It's not once Aaron, you do this all the time. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Adam keeps telling me it's a stroke and making me not believe in my tingly universe. Stroke genius. You don't let me finish. Okay. <laughs> all right, here we go. Well, Aaron, hate to say it, but the time machine is broken. I mean, this whole thing was running off the power of your cell phone. And obviously when we hit 1894, there's no longer cell service or Wi-Fi connection. So not gonna lie. I did not think this through. God almighty, Adam, what are we supposed to do now? I mean, we're in Eugene, Oregon in 1894. We could check out the very first duck game. Maybe it's a good thing. No, it's not good. Look, we've already been here for about five days, and the very first thing I learned living in Eugene, Oregon, is that shows have been banned that are quote-unquote unchaste and demoralizing. And that's kind of the only kind of content we know how to make, dude. We can review every duck season as it happens. Even the children here are freaky. Then post it on the Quack 12 Patreon in the future. I mean, it's just really hard to not spoil, you know, tragic national events. Imagine it, a weekly show dedicated to Oregon football history with two charismatic time-traveling stoner hosts. We live in the most expensive house in Eugene, and it's a fucking shack. And the most beautiful thing about it? We can charge them a measly five bucks in the future and when we get it in the past, we'll be freaking millionaires comparatively. And I'm talking robber baron status, baby. Adam, I make bugs fight in a shoebox just to simulate television. All listeners would have to do is go to patreon.com quack12 and sign up for hundreds of hours of duck entertainment. But the hooch is good. In fact, it's kind of got me wanting to try my my own hand at it. That's right. For a measly $5 a month, that's patreon.com slash quack12. Now let's go watch them lemon yellows give those hay seeds what for. And keep your eye out for Dr. Schroeder's blueberry wine. Okay, here we go. We're going to, and Aaron, I assume you want to go with your style of complete blind you're picking first yes tell you what the that's what happened with the over under so i assume we should follow that all right shouldn't it be called the bonanza anyway oh shit all right well okay we got the la bowl ucla boise state oh boise I, state. I honestly don't even think la ucla deserves to be in the la bowl but whatever aaron Saturday's i like boise Denver state Houston. Boy, that like horse it. is calling my name. That is one mad-looking horse. I'm ready for I it. Get you. Give this me Boise that, State. This is that kind of thing when you fire a coach, in this case, Andy Avalos, and then you just get better immediately. It's not necessarily like that could just be happenstance. You could have won those games even if Avalos was there. Um, but they do kind of have that momentum. And I do uh, – the day, did they win the Mountain West? They did, right? They did. Yeah, pretty kind of ugly, but yeah, it's hey. like the first time that's ever happened. 
that yeah that, <laughs> the, a, a fired coach team has won a conference champ- amazing championship yeah and like uh, the mountain west is crazy because they uh their they had three teams finish with the same conference record and they had to go to like their tiebreaker procedure went down to like their fifth tiebreaker which required computers breaking it on <laughs> like like the massey and the coley index which uh like yeah those nuts and so like boise state totally snuck in and then still want like what boise had to do to win this championship is completely crazy yeah maybe being a boise fan is actually boise state fan is actually like the epitome like where you should be for a college football because you're like we're winning on our level even when we're shitty, we still win in our conference. Like we're almost like a big boy, but we still like get to pretend like, you know, everyone's against us. Maybe that's where it really is. Or maybe I should just be like, yo, no, I'm a Crimson Tide fan. Roll Tide. <laughs> like maybe I should just choose uh, whatever. This is me talking to myself. UCLA, Boise State. Man, I'm just I'm just against Chip. I think he fucking sucks. Yeah. You dude potato suck. chip you know They're bad for you aaron this is uh this would be great this would be a chip being wonderful for us i don't think this is gonna happen because i talking about an air fried potato chip well okay so ty thompson he's in the transfer portal power to him i hope he goes to like asu and just tears it up or something like that i definitely want him to get a starting position and just kick the crap out of whoever he plays um but so I say that because now we got like, okay, so who we got for the future QB here? We got some QBs on the roster, but, and obviously Dylan Gabriel is going to be a duck officially. Uh, That's like the highest QB in the transfer portal supposedly right now. So that's awesome. Um, But there's even some rumors because Dante Moore, the talented freshman from UCLA, he's in the transfer portal. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm getting off this ship. Um, there's even yeah. he's he's coming to visit at Oregon. Dylan Gabriel's already committed. The dream scenario: you get Dylan Gabriel come in for one year, and then you get Dante Moore, like a you know very talented person who probably can go start somewhere, even if he's not ready. Like if he wants to, out of power program, probably. Uh, if he could come in, just compete or sit on the bench for a season, that is fucking ideal, my man. So UCLA's huh. implosion could be a good thing here. They got I, I don't even think they're playing for anything, man. Like they they stink. Their DC is now at USC. Um, you know what I fear? What's that? These kids are gonna be damaged goods that you're spending more time getting bad, you know, bad ideas out of their head so you can put in the good that ideas. That is that is the thing, dude. Like uh, you know that freshman year for a QB is is important, but yeah. I would I would still love to have. Don't plant the now. seeds of a bad apple. Come on now. Oh man, these adages you're throwing out. Uh, so I'm going with Boise State too because they this oh, is nice. big for them, and the, I believe their uh, interim head coach is now going to be their head coach for this game. Like, oh, holy. Um, so that's cool. Pay raise. Yeah, oh yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> the day. Who do you got in this one? I bet oh, I know who. Yeah, oh, Boise all the way. Absolutely. Oh, Boise. Like, and the fact yeah. that this is in L.A. almost makes it yeah. more like. And this is hosted by Rob Gronkowski for some reason. I wow. Mean, Boise wants to win this ball game, whereas yeah. Chip Kelly, like, he never wants to win a game. Chip like, Kelly doesn't want to be at this game. 
No, like, he wants to be at home. Yeah. And it's like in his backyard and he still doesn't. Yeah. Like, he yeah, no. be, well, like, he's got to deal with he, traffic. He doesn't have a defensive coordinator, which is the only good part of his team. Like yeah. he doesn't like nothing. Or is gone. He wishes he wishes that he could do what he did in the last bowl game and just at the last minute be like, eh, "No, we're good, man." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah no, ne- never, ne- never bet. You know these these like uh, like Mountain West champion versus yeah. uh, Pac-12 team that had a bad season and barely eked into a bowl game. Like mm-hmm. always, bet on the Mountain West champion. Like, yeah. yeah. This this is gonna be huge for Boise State, and I'm rooting for him. Honestly, fuck UCLA. Yeah, I said it. I'm edgy. Okay. Independence. I was bowl. saying it all last year, and you were calling me a dumbass. Yeah, I was probably calling you a dumbass. That's just how reason. in the future I live. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Independence Bowl. Two teams we have played this season: Texas Tech, which almost goddamn beat us. Tyler Shuck in the transfer portal. Uh, power to him after being injured at some point in this season, and then Cal. Dang. I mean, Cal made a bowl game, and honestly, they were pretty fun doing it. They should have beaten Auburn. I wish they would have. So we could be like a team that almost beat Bama Cal B. I don't know. That'd be fun. Um, this is tough. This is tough. This is actually. easy. Is it easy for you? Oh, oh sorry. yeah. I shouldn't have even said that. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, no, it's Texas Tech all day. Got to keep it in the family. Mm, yeah, you love your Texas. Uh, in this case, I will go with Cal because I like their QB. Who Wrong. I who I assume is yeah still on the team playing. Um, Wrong, Jaden Jaden Ott. I don't know anything about if he. I mean, a lot of this, a lot of this is going to be like I don't know if the best players are actually playing on the in these games or if they're on this team. Uh, I imagine Jaden Ott is playing and good to go, so that makes me happy. I'm I'm going with Cal because I think they're more. Of a complete team, even though I still don't. How know. interesting of a take. Yeah, who knows? And I like Cal. What about you, Hith? You've uh, seen Texas both these Tech. teams. That's pretty cool. You've you've, yes, you've done is. film study on both these teams. Yeah, uh, uh, give me Texas Tech. Um, Red Raiders. Yep. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, like... <laughs> Uh, I, I, largely, largely because I, I just think that that I, I like Baron Morton better, like their quarterback. Yeah. Like we're talking about really, that. He's he's really got an NFL arm. Like just watching his, like I I know he's young, but I think he spent like whenever I watched his film, this you're, you're just not. I didn't really watch his film, and it's sort of looking like Oregon's not going to play. I I was gathering up all of Texas Tech's film this year because there it was scheduled to be a home and home. Although it's looking like yeah. they're gonna trade that off and, um, to to play Oregon State again this year. Which but like, I'm down. I, had, I, I had to I had to piece uh, together you know that uh, that film you know so I was I'd be watching it and like boy that the ball really like zips coming out of his hand and like I like Mendoza Cal's quarterback but he's mm. really sort of got he's got one throw in his inventory and Morton's got the entire thing mm. um I don't know the uh and um it, you know uh I I just I don't know I actually think this is going to be like a pretty well matched game as far as I can tell like they're they're not getting like they're you know Brooks is going to play in this game Odd is going to play in this game like they're they're they should have like all of their 
you know, the, their key players, as far as I'm aware. Um, I don't know. I haven't d- really, you know, dove into this. Um, yeah, it could all but, change at any moment. Yeah. Just like ultimately, I, I just think that te- like Texas Tech is like a better coached team than Cal. Like I r- just really don't believe in Justin Wilcox is sort of what <laughs> it comes down to. Like, you know, I, I think that, that, that uh, you know, can you... <laughs> the te- Texas Tech just kind of wants this more like. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? We don't really got to actually dive into this, but it truly is. Can you imagine the universe where we hire Justin Wilcox instead of Dan Lanning? Just I just don't our... think that that's a real universe. I don't think so either, but there are articles written by supposedly very smart people that suggest that almost happened or was a possibility. And I just can't imagine what our fucking roster would look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. God damn. I think the people transferring out right now because they didn't get receiving time uh would have been like our key players that were relying yeah. on everything uh, anyways las vegas bowl a hideous northwestern logo truly in what yeah I, that shit sucks honestly i think that's what i'm gonna be saying after this game is over i think utah's had you know credit to utah for getting what they got out of this season for having some you know, like, hey, way to go. But they've played some hard-to-watch football. Northwestern, I'm not actually that familiar with them. I know they had pretty bad seasons, you know, in their recent history. It's cool they got to a bowl game. Um, I thought Vegas Bowl was between only Mountain West and Pac-12. Oh, I guess I was wrong. Uh, it's cool. It's in Vegas. Utah people usually don't do very well in Vegas. What do you think? Aaron, who you got here? Well, you've clouded me with all of this information. Luckily, though, luckily, though, as soon as it popped up and I saw just how horrendous that logo is. It's funny. Like somebody took a Z, turned it sideways to make an (laughs) N and then put a cat on top of it to hide the fact that that's how lazy they are. A clip art cat. Uh, Or it's a number two, maybe even. Uh, This is Utes. Going with Utes? I am. Their their situation is pretty weird. I is, uh, Bryson Barnes is in the portal, I believe. Is it my crazy on that one? Uh, their whole si- no, it was Nate. It was Nate Johnson's in the portal, I believe. Who they, knows? They they both are, but Barnes yeah. has said he's going to play in the bowl game. That's nice. Whoa. Yeah, they would be in a rough situation if both of them weren't playing in this. I I truly don't know. Um, and I I know there's some NFL like people leaving in an uh, injury all year has been weird. Who knows? Um, I, I'm actually going to go. I'm just betting against Utah. I'm going with Northwestern. Sure. I'm kind of going against Utah. That's bad. I mean, it's December 23rd at 430 on ABC. That's obviously that all lines up. It's the Utes. Okay. <laughs> know your timelines, Adam. I won't <laughs> ask you why, but okay. Uh, holiday Bowl. It's Wait, happy you, holidays. Do you want my pick? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. I know. Uh I, I'm I'm going with Utah. Like I, I think their late season slide has to do with their defensive injuries, but I think actually what Aaron said is relevant that they're playing uh two days before Christmas because I think with that much um yeah. time they're probably gonna get some of those defensive players back. Uh and that that's you know pretty relevant. So yeah. Um I, I think I think they'll be able to rely on their defense and uh and get the win. 
Fair enough. Do you know anything about Northwestern? Because I I don't think I've seen a second of a Northwestern. Wait, they had a good game against was it Oklahoma or Texas? I forget. Yeah. Uh, uh, but. Like good as in Big 12 good, you know, <laughs> like there's uh, a lot of points scored, but you were still looking at the both teams being like, I don't know about you two. They, Maybe I'm well, wrong. They didn't, they didn't play anybody in the Big 12. Oh, uh, yeah, because they're Big 10. Uh, yeah, they, they played. I, I think I could play them with team TCU, in Texas. Maybe. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. They, I don't I clearly know nothing about North. Oh, West. UTEP. That's where my sister went. Sure. I'm sure. They, uh, I'm sure Nebraska beat them. I know uh, no. Julia Louis Dreyfus. I no. think she went to the school. Nebraska did, in fact, defeat Northwestern. <laughs> oh, that should be enough for me, honestly. They, they lost that. to Iowa ten to seven, which was like perhaps <laughs> the worst game played. Yeah, I, I think I heard it was like one of the lower uh, over unders in like history. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> wow, it, yeah, no, that's amazing. Bad. Iowa do that to you. I can't wait to beat Iowa. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like Northwestern <laughs> went seven and five and qualified for a bowl, you know, on the back of just like how horrendous the the Big Ten West is like their yeah. their wins are over uh, uh, UTEP, uh, Minnesota, Howard, Maryland, <laughs> uh, Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, and, and like like Murderous the best. Row. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the best of those teams is I, Purdue, maybe like it's just like yeah no like oh my god like i I really just think that's straight up a bad team that that like if they played in literally any other division of college (laughs) football like would would be maybe a three-win team yeah yeah i i agree um holiday bowl usc versus louisville lawville sorry lawville uh lawville had a pretty dang good season uh, came down a really good game that I guess mattered not whatsoever uh, in the t- championship game, uh, Lawville versus um, Florida State in the ACC championship game. Florida State won that game and then was denied entry into the playoffs. Don't really got to talk about that, but it is a little bit of bullshit, even though Florida State looks a little vulnerable. But Louisville's a good team, Lawville. Um, USC, we all know what the fuck USC is, man. I, I mean, Caleb Williams isn't playing in this, is he? He's not a moron, is I, he? I don't think he's actually made a formal declaration, but like, I would I be hope he's extremely does. surprised if he played. Dude, in this game. please don't, man. Like, you were already in that commercial, like, like daring the gods to curse you. Don't play in the holiday. Oh no, no, he did. He he has said he's opting out. Good. Okay. Good. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's it's the is it Miller Moss? Is that is that their other guy? Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, probably. I mean, I think they have a guy that they they're they have a freshman that they're really excited about, but I think that it's probably going to be Miller Moss. You know, because yeah. don't don't throw him in yeah. early in a bowl game again. Because Louisville's got a yeah. really good defense, and USC's offensive line is really terrible, and they probably don't want to have their actual future dude get sacked to hell. Yeah. Sorry, Aaron. I we spoiler. Don't listen to any of that. Who, who do you say, got here? Y'all are making it sound like USC is going to lose this game. Well, they got talent. Well, we're giving but, you information you want to have no information, so we should be sorry up. about that. Sorry about. Uh, that. But when I saw this and I played the game at least six times in my mind, I ran yeah. the timelines. The universe has spoken, and I actually think USC is going to win this game. All right. I'm uh I don't hear that. I'm going with Lawville. 
Um, I just don't see them happening. I don't see it happening. I mean, USC's, yeah, I mean, hey, it could happen. Who knows? <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh, I USC feel so had... confident about this one. Really? I can't uh, wait for it to explode in my face after the new year. This but... would be a big, I would be pretty surprised. I'd be very impressed. I think USC is going to win it. I just feel it. Okay. Uh, a part of me almost wanted Dylan Gabriel. I, I'm glad he's a duck. But I almost wanted him, former Oklahoma QB, to go to USC just so Alicia De Otola had to deal with another <laughs> year of Oklahoma fans. <laughs> would be such a funny like it's so torture. mean. It is mean, but it would have been funny because like, oh man, they sound terrible. Um uh, Day, who do you got in this one? Uh I have Louisville um for the you know, for, for basically the obvious reasons, you know, the advanced stats in Vegas and yeah, Louisville's a good team. USC is a sneaky, bad team. Um, and, and they're sneaky bad because they're, they were, well, for all the reasons that any longtime listener to this podcast has heard me talking about, uh, and you talking about and Alicia talking about for two yeah. years, you know, that like, it's, it's, you know, very incomplete and, and, and Lincoln Riley makes mistakes and, 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 uh, and doesn't rely on the stuff that he's good at and, and does rely on Caleb Williams making stuff up and he's not going to have Caleb Williams. Um, so like, you know, on paper, it sounds good, very clear that Louisville's gonna, you know, win that said, like, I, I actually think, and so yeah, lock me in for Louisville. I am now just going to talk a little bit. Um, (laughs) I actually wouldn't really be surprised if Aaron was right. And, and USC <laughs> look, you just said that, that the this. thing that the coach hates the most is gone. So he uh, hate cool. <laughs> well, he's like, he's not I using kinda, it or whatever. I kind of have this little tickle. I, I, I kind of had this. You feeling. should get that checked out too. I, I sometimes my gut just talks to me. And what my gut is sort of telling me is that like, I kind of think Louisville might just suck. Yeah, oh. um, and, and like, and really, USC the, the winning ACC it. really just sucks because, and yeah. and the reason is I watched them play Kentucky, and yeah. like I don't really, and I watched Kentucky play in actually in a an actually competitive league, mm-hmm. and 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 Kentucky didn't really struggle with. I mean, a Kentucky beat them. And B, it's not like Kentucky like lucked into the win. You know, they played a uh, like the you know it's not like they were like behind but then they had like a couple oh some special team snafus or whatever like nah they were like pretty comfortably like the equal to better team against louisville (laughs) um and i kind of just think like the entire acc is just terrible yeah and that both florida and and that florida state and louisville are both like just kind of bad teams that just play in a really bad conference and that usc like even with all the flaws that USC has and, you know, might just like run them out of the building because like they are just like, you know, the, the Louisville's kind of like a joke team or, or like a, like a G five team. Um, you know, it's like the, the best of a G five conference. ACC has uh, been pretty freaking bad. And like, if you're not just looking at the 13 and O like record for Florida state, if you were watching like that Boston college game and shit, like yeah. I, I can buy your theory. Well, it's like, okay. You know who the quarterback is? Uh, for Louisville. Yeah. He he's is he a Pac-12 transfer? I I know yeah, this, he is. But I can't remember. It isn't JT Daniels, no. 
Um, no, it's Jack Plummer, who was Cal's it. quarterback last year. That's it. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, playing in the ACC made Jack Plummer, you know, look <laughs> like a great quarterback. You know? Ty Thompson's got to go over there and just run shit. Yeah, I guess. Go to four hey. eight. I, I just there's I, I'm not saying it's it's definitely going to happen. I mean, I I go by the numbers and advanced stats are are our opponent adjusted and Vegas thinks this is going to happen, too. And, and, and USC like, look like they quit. Yeah. Of. And there's definitely that factor. Like, I really don't know how much USC wants to be here or Lincoln Riley does. And there's all sorts of stuff like and like whereas, you know, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville wants to be there. Like, yeah, all of these factors. Yeah, but I and so yeah, put me down for Louisville. I'm just saying, if I turn on this game and I see USC just casually throwing like 80 yard touchdowns, and Louisville, you know, like looking around, being like, I don't understand. They don't do this in the ACC, and and the USC players just sort of jumping around and grinning like. Yeah, you know, like, well, yeah. boy, this is a hell of a lot easier than playing Pac-12 teams. Yeah, you know, like I will. Also, like Miller not... has been there. Like, yeah, he knows the system. Like, I, I yeah. will. I will not be like shocked. I will be yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. When you were talking about <laughs> Kentucky beating uh, the Louisville Cardinals, I was like, oh, I wonder if someone wrote Kentucky Fried Cardinal when they beat them, mm-hmm. and I looked it up online and like. 3,000 people wrote that. Well, they play every year. Yeah, it's it's bound to happen. It's too good not to. All right. Up next. I like Popeye's. Popeye's Also, really quick. What? You know what I did think? uh, I This is so way off, but y'all have both talked about him. I feel like it might be because of alliteration, but uh, I think that Ty Thompson would be great at Texas. I think he could. At Texas Tech? Ty Thompson, Texas Tech? That's That's more, but no, I think he could, he has a Oregon transfer. He has a, he has a longhorn feel to him to me. Mm. Mm -hmm. You get, I don't know. I mean, he's originally from Arizona. That's his his hometown is in Arizona. Hmm. Do something like that. Anyway. Um, Aaron. Oh shit. Oh, you, the Sooners. You were practically, you were practically born in the Alamo. I imagine. imagine every Texan is basically born in the Alamo. Um, uh, that is a wonderful, you know, born of the in my history. I definitely take this as a big W whenever I see the Alamo as a Mexican man. Uh, yeah. what do you think this is gonna result in? Well, I can't rightly go with the Sooners because I just talked about the Longhorns, and uh, the Sooners can go eat a pile of dirt, as far as I'm concerned, when I think about my boys, the Longhorns. Wow. And I don't particularly like Arizona for any real reason. I'm wow. shocked that either of these teams have made it to a bowl. They're both pieces wow. of shit to my... I, I hate them. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Just kidding. Um, I do think the Sooners are going to win. Okay. Right? A Gabriel-less Oklahoma Sooners. Huh? I'm not saying. I don't know. That's what makes sense okay. to me. You're going with the Sooners. I think this game's going to be kind of awesome, actually. I'm huh. really hoping for Arizona. This is, they are, they are ready. They're like, we almost, we could have almost made the Pac-12 championship game if like one or two things would have gone our way. Yeah. Could they have though? Really? I mean, really they could they have? They could have. If Oregon, well, it would take like you one. You sure about that? If, you sure about that? <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. You sure about you sure about that? Um, 
but no, like no fetus can be ready to play. Uh, uh, like <clears throat> I, I'm very excited about this Arizona team, especially in this moment. Oklahoma, they they played down to some people. Their big moment was beating Texas. Uh, they don't got Dylan Gabriel. I know they're very, very, very hyped on their other QB. Um, Jackson I'll go with Arizona. What's that? His name is Jackson Arnold. Jackson Arnold. What a wonderful name. Um, I'm absolutely going with Arizona because they seem to be bringing a lot to this table, like a full team. I don't know. I'm sure there's opt-outs. I'm sure there's transfer portal shit. But, like, they seem ready to play this. And, uh, yeah, and it's not too far away. I bet even some Wildcat fans will be in attendance. Uh, Yeah, so I'll go with Arizona. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I just never really bought Arizona. Yeah. This year, there's nothing to buy. There's um, like, it's a Twinkie. I, what are you actually I, getting? <laughs> I, I think that Oklahoma's. I, I guess I'll put it this way. I think that Oklahoma's defense is better than Arizona's. Mm. Uh, I think that. Uh, I I think that Oklahoma's. Uh, let me put it this way. If if Oklahoma had Dylan Gabriel, wouldn't you have taken Oklahoma over Arizona? Yes. Okay. Mm. So it's really just you think that Jackson Arnold is such a step down from Dylan Gabriel that it's worth flipping over, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. See, that's just the deep, deep quarterback shit we got to like break. I don't (laughs) think that he is. I think that Jackson Arnold is actually a pretty damn good quarterback. And I, I, and I watched enough of him play this year that I think he'll be ready to go. Oklahoma Um, fans are like definitely ready for that. You're getting the comments that you want when you get a transfer quarterback. Like you got a good one. He's, you know, he'll do great, but you're also seeing them being like, and we're, they're still very confident in their guy. So that's good at least. Yeah. But, and it's like, uh, assuming if he's, like 80 percent of Mm -hmm. what you know they got out of dylan gabriel that's still a better offense than uh arizona with noah fafita sorry arizona fans i know you think you've got you know a fantastic offense with with fafita like i i don't think it is like oklahoma with gabriel was like the seventh ranked offense like Mm. it's is really good and their defense this year really shaped up like the yeah. you know to like to be like the 24th ranked defense and like as far as i'm aware oklahoma's defense isn't going anywhere and arizona's defense while it did some nice things by being willing to play a 7 db defense against a really pass heavy you know passing league that sort of surprised a lot of teams you know they did that against washington the usc and a couple other teams like it didn't actually it just meant sort of like it gummed up the work like it's not actually a great defense to sort of shut teams down whereas like Oklahoma would actually sort of do that like mm. um I know Arizona's they, been shut a down a bowl I mean like looking at like the Colorado <laughs> yeah. game and stuff like that yeah. yeah exactly it's like if you want to make the argument that like Oklahoma played with their food in a bunch of games it's like that's true but like 
like Arizona, like was in a bunch of games too, where like they weren't choosing, you know, like that wasn't Mm. playing with their food. Like they just straight up lost, you know, or like, or played like close games because they were in struggles with teams that aren't good. You know, like they were, it was like a one point win over Stanford, you know, like, (laughs) like, I'm sorry. Like Oklahoma is just a better team across the board. And (laughs) the only reason, yeah, like I said, the only reason you wouldn't pick them is that you think that Oklahoma is not going to be able to, you know, handle the loss of Dylan Gabriel. But I, I, you know, so I guess I'm just expressing, you know, confidence that Jackson Arnold will get him this win. So, yeah, you know, that's the nature of my bet. Uh, You know, Jackson Arnold will be will be good enough to get him this win. Sound logic. And up next, the Sun Bowl. Oh, God. Oregon State versus the the Fighting Irish, December 29th, CBS. 11 a.m. Aaron. Who? Oh, Notre Dame. For sure. For sure. Um, seconded, I Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. DJU, no longer on the Beavs. He's in the transfer portal. Don't blame him. Jonathan Smith, obviously, in Michigan. Uh they even there's some funny posts where at the local Goodwill in Corvallis, someone's like, pretty sure I just found a bunch of Jonathan Smith's shit. Like he just dropped all his beaver gear in a big box and just wow. failed. <laughs> and it's like, you know, <laughs> it made me laugh. I, I played a show once uh, mm-hmm. on the campus for the radio station there. And then we ended in up. Crash- yeah. Oh. And then uh, we ended up kind of like crashing and partying at this one, like fr- not frat house per se, but like close to campus where all the party animals, rock and rollers hang out. Yeah. Uh, and they felt like that type of they felt like that type of person. I just yeah, I was like, y'all just kind of don't give a shit. You'll just bail. <laughs> Corvallis so, people will just bail. And they, yeah, Corvallis has got a vibe. Corvallis is weird. It is true. Keep Corvallis weird. Keep Corvallis crazy. That's but the I, college radio station, yeah, keep it funded. Uh, Eugene's better, but okay. Well, sure. Yeah. All college radio stations should awards for our college funding. station, but I'm sure they got some good podunk thing over there. I'm also Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just, just better team. And I think like what Hitler Day's been saying a lot, where it's like Oregon State's gotten uh, like a bit more credit than they than they maybe deserve. Uh, mm. Trent Bray, now their head coach. Um, actually did some good stuff covering up some key injuries in defense and keeping the whole thing going together. But uh, wow. between the opt-outs and like the gut punch that they've had, I don't think they're going to rally enough to beat this Notre Dame team. Hit the day. You got the uh, beeves? Uh, no, I got Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sam Hartman is also sitting out this bowl. Oh. So like, I, I mean, this is going to be, well, we should say this, the giant killers. I mean, this, it was Oregon State versus Notre this Dame. This is true. Huge you're upset, you're right? correct about this. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and this is uh, I'm basically Terry Baker got his, uh, yeah. got his Heisman on the back. Anyway, the um, the uh, uh, yeah, I mean, as you say, just Notre Dame's a better team. And in a game that's going to be over in 10 minutes, like it's going to be, you know, Austin <laughs> Estime, you know, getting the ball a million times and Damian Martinez getting the ball a million times. And the, like they're just going to run the ball at each other and it's just going to come down to like who's going to get more 
defensive because like Notre, like I have no idea because like both Aiden Childs and DJ Uyunglele have transferred out. So like, yeah. I don't even know who's taking snaps. Like Oregon State might just wildcat it every yeah. snap. Like Old I don't Branson even know still who on the team, right? I I don't know. It might. You're right. It might be Eagle Branson. Um, and like Notre Dame, I think it's going to be like a three star named Angeli. Like, um, like I don't know, man. Like there might be no passing in this game. Um, mm. and it's just going to come down to like you know a, a defense against the run. Um, I I really yeah. feel and like that was the thing about like diving that. Well, first of all, Notre Dame has the eleventh ranked defense in uh, F plus, and and Oregon State's only thirty six. And second of all. Um, I can tell you from having charted, uh, you know, Oregon State is that their d- defense against efficiency running is actually pretty like they're underwater mm-hmm. in terms of uh, defensive efficiency, stopping the run like they just they, they th- th- this type of game, which is about trying to stop five yard runs like they're not good at it. Um, so, yeah. I really yeah. think that Notre Dame's probably just going to try to run all over them and they'll be successful. Yeah, this could be rough. This could be Yay! Rough. This seems to be the one we're all most confident on, so. And I didn't know jack shit. I just picked their Oh boy. Here we go. Oh boy. Who who you got? Uh the Oregon Ducks. Yeah, Liberty Ducks all day. Going with the day. Ducks. That's good. I'm also well, let's think about the it. now probably ranked 16 Oregon Ducks because uh, this whole thing is a fallacy. Well, you know, Ducks have been really good this year. Bonix is playing, but if I'm thinking about the moral high ground, I may mm-hmm. go. I'm going the Oregon Ducks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon Ducks, they better blow them out because I'm talking so much shit. Uh, Day, do you think God. do you think Liberty has it in them? Look, I mean, if if Oregon doesn't show up, yes, they Liberty has it in them. They, I mean, they have the fifth ranked offense in F plus. That's largely because they run a triple option offense. That horrible. I mean, just absolutely horrible. Conference USA, like yeah. Liberty played perhaps the weakest schedule I have ever seen. Like this film is almost unwatchable. It's like the, <laughs> the teams that they played are so bad. People are saying like truly um, one of the worst schedules of the year, right? And like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll put the numbers in my article when I write it up. But it's like, I, Adam, <laughs> there are a lot of reasons why this, you know, isn't this project isn't a lot of fun. I mean, it's my responsibility. I do it regardless. But like great power. one of them mm-hmm. is uh, is that just like this is not that the even though Liberty, regardless of how you feel about the university, uh, the, their offense, the triple option offense, the Jamie Chadwell, who came over from Coastal Carolina, like runs is actually mm-hmm. pretty schematically interesting. Um, and, and in that sense is something of a treat to watch. The thing is, like, I don't I, I'm, I'm not going to really have a ton of really great film to show people about it in terms of of defending it, because the defenses that they played are just horrendous mm-hmm. and they have no idea what they're seeing. Um, like th- uh, they don't know how to defend it. And so the same thing, if Oregon just like, I don't know, takes the month for vacation time and, and are just like, oh, we'll roll over these guys. We don't need to watch any film like if you're not paying attention to an option team, like they can beat you. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, if Bo Nix was not playing in this game, I I would feel a lot more like, oh, okay, let's see what's, what we got. I'd be more excited for it because we'd be probably seeing Ty Thompson, but because um, I don't think he would transfer maybe. I don't know. Mm. He, if writing was probably on the wall now that Dylan Gabriel's coming, but... But like, there's there's probably. I mean, I can't think of a bowl game in which there's been a bigger talent disparity. Yeah. Um, it is a little strange, isn't it? The way like all- like Oregon's probably you know one of the top five teams in terms of roster talent that's going to show up in this bowl, and Liberty is. I mean, Liberty is not the least talented team to ever play a bowl game or to play a bowl in this season, but like there there's a lot of guys like i'll put it this way they only have 31 dudes on their roster who were who have a rating on the 247 network wow they they had 37 of them but six left after the conference championship game um yeah ducks by million yeah like assuming that they do you know work which like i don't know like i you know, I can't predict what their level of preparation is. Like, I can't predict, you know, how up they're going to be for this game. There is a universe in which they sleepwalk through it because they feel like insulted by it or or disappointed or or what. Like, I I, I don't know. I, I don't really think that's this team. But like, it is. It's an. I, I want to tell people like it's an option offense. If you don't know what you're doing, uh, they can they can run yeah. through you. Yeah, um, put up a 10-minute drive, and then all of a sudden you're like, shit, we're down 10-0. Yeah. Uh, they're not that type of, like, okay. it, it's not like that. It's not like Still a explosive academy. Like yeah, it's it's, okay. yeah, it's 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 very explosive. Yeah. It's more like they'll get you out of position with eye candy, and all of a sudden you've given up a 40-yard run. It's like, whoa, mm. how did that happen? That um, is fun. I, I kind of wish there would be some big programs that would take a little bit uh, – it's like risk in the higher, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it it seems like a pretty cool. I definitely think somebody strategy. should hire Chad Well away. I think it was yeah. very strange that that a pro that no program bigger than Liberty went. What would you think him. about Chip Kelly gets fired? They hire him for UCLA. Yeah, uh, that'd be very interesting, right? With like that talent, yeah. you go into the Big Ten. Like it yeah. seems like that seems like something that could work out. Um, yeah. Ducks by a million, we better win. But yeah, no, Ducks oh, by a million. Like, yeah. yeah. Wait, Can I what? just point out something is up with the NCAA and us? <laughs> like, they like to shame us, it seems like, because <laughs> A, we're in the Fiesta Bowl against this team. But yeah. then January 1st at 10 a.m., what? Like, they're trying to make it. Yeah. To where we have the least odds because who's going to go to bed uh, at a respectable you, hour but a good christian who doesn't drink or you don't you don't want to be in glendale arizona in the afternoon yeah it's Bro, technically I, an honor to get the january 1st game but i get what you mean i don't think it is at all i think they they shoved us at 10 a.m. when the least viewership is going to be rocking and rolling as well because everybody's in recoup mode yeah. you know I am unhappy about this decision on a business sense. Yeah. I, I'm taking on the NCAA. I want to win. I want to get to 11 wins, get a bowl win. That sounds good to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah. Nah. Plus, it's like, you know, this game's on January 1st, but a lot of, like, Liberty alum, they'll be preparing for January 6th. 
so that may be on their minds <laughs> anyway no that's what yeah january 1st they'll all be together where they can like plan <laughs> that's when the real game plan starts for five days at later. the game <laughs> over beers oh god secret beers Secret beers, all right. Ooh, yeah. sugar bowl. Now I like to look at this. This is the sugar bowl, baby. This is my the Sarkeesian old sugar my bowl. Home. Aaron Ooh. Steve Sarkeesian was Washington's head coach. Seven wins. Sarkeesian was his name. He would get him to seven wins, no more, no less. Then he went over to USC. Uh, he didn't do great there. Got fired because of an alcohol pro- uh, problem. But then actually, pretty uplifting story. Has been doing a lot better. Seemingly went to the Rehab. Oh, I'm telling you all this information. What the fuck am I doing? Aaron, Sugar Bowl. Who's winning? Well, you know, this is um, this is a great one because, as everyone knows, I live in Seattle, and maybe everyone knows I am from Austin. So this is a very exciting game for me to get to watch. Mm. I think I just can't imagine Washington is able to flip the win coin correctly every single time i think the longhorns are gonna win this even though hithliday hates that logic i think the longhorns are gonna win this because you can't just win every time (laughs) your your philosophy is they can't keep getting away with this right and are they go i mean are they playing this bowl game and also going to the playoffs this is the playoffs. Oh, this is the playoffs. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Bravo, Longhorns. You made it to the playoffs. Uh, I'm going with Longhorns for sure. I want them to keep going. I hate you, Aaron. Um, this is a tough one. The Syracuse You want the Huskies Bowl. to win this? Th- that's the question, man. Like, am I no. rooting for the Huskies? No. No. Let's say the Huskies won a national championship. That fucking blow that they've won another one. While we're in this, you know, high this the, like the highest stage in in our run as a program, and we're still not able to win it, and they sneak one in, that would stink. But how many teams to say, in, yeah, to say that we lost to the net, we our two losses are to the national championship, and both those losses were by three points uh, to the national champion, okay. and both of them by three points. That's good, but the if same it makes time, you feel better. When I, yeah, I know. When I'm talking shit online and I'm like, oh, this is a good thing, Husky fans are rightfully so going to body me because they're like, I'm glad that this is such a high achievement for your program losing to us. So that stinks. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I like Michael Penix. I like I like the whole Washington roster, honestly. they're I don't think they're that bad. They've been a fun team to watch. It's been kind of fun that some of these games are close. If they're going to win this game, it's because they're fully healthy and they win it by just chucking the ball around. Texas actually has a pretty mean pass rush. That may affect things. I think Texas is going to win this one. Um, I don't know. I kind of don't want to watch the game because like, if Washington loses, I'll be like, I'll be like kind of happy because they lost kind of sad because I'm like, well, that's Pac-12 didn't go far. It'd be funny because that means Washington's never won a playoff game. They've been there twice, but they never won one. That's fun to say. I'm not rooting for Texas because I'm never rooting for Texas. It'll be fun to hear Matthew McConaughey's halftime speech. Oh, Um, no, it won't. That's so boring. uh, God, that dude. um, Stick to Lincoln ads, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess Sorry. I'm going with 
Terry. Oh, shit, man. This is actually pretty tough. I'm going with Texas. I'm going with Texas. Nice. I think it'll be close, though. Hitler Day. This is a tough one. What do you think? I've got Texas. Yeah. Um, I actually think the, the key to the game is Pete Witkowski. Hey, uh, there we go. Wouldn't I, I didn't even think, think about uh, that. I actually think Kwiatkowski's defense matches up for this offense uh, pretty well. No, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Um, are you root like rooting interest as a fan? Are you a? I mean, you know, most of us absolutely never Washington. Are you? Do you want Texas to win? Do you want Washington to win? Do you just want a good game, or are you just like, yeah, these are two teams? Are you asking? How you I'm personally, or what I like, what, what my not who you're wants. picking. Who do you like? This is there a team you want to win in this? I, I never care? want Washington to ever win a game. Fair, <laughs> enough. fair enough. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of like. I mean, like I. It's there. weird when I'm watching them play. Like I can logic. Like my brain will be like I I can watch them play like a high stakes game and Mm -hmm. I'm like logic I'm like you know what benefits Oregon the most for Washington to win and then the first time something bad happens for them like they fail on third down or something like that just like my heart leaps you know just like I absolutely sings you know ASU and the Apple Cup were exactly those and and I'm just like well I guess I'm not you know I guess I know what my heart wants you know my heart wants them to lose it's Um, I'm definitely like it doesn't affect me as an analyst like I really can make that (laughs) like if anybody's listening to that and just like oh well this person can't possibly be objective like I I, all I can say is like I, I promise you when I'm sitting down and watching film and, and evaluating running the numbers and all of that, like all of that goes away. It's just when I'm, 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 you know, watching, you know, as a casual, like live with beer in my hand, you know, uh, it, 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 it's just that effect. Yeah. Uh, Cause like, like evaluating film, it's kind of weird is it's, you kind of go into like a trance state like you because there's no way to like complete watching a film project like do film study and like do it in any reasonable amount of like i I finish doing film study in about an hour and a half or so and it's like a total fugue state like i like i don't even like i barely remember what i've seen like it's all just in the notes like Mm -hmm. and it's like oh my like i'm totally tranced out and like i like emotion has nothing to do with it like i'm like almost like dissociated from my body like uh, yeah yeah um it's but uh, a sports fan isn't just about i want my team to do good it's about i want my rivals to do bad wow uh yes no like until your rivals need to do well to enhance your own program and then that case well like i mean at the same time like you win your games who gives a shit you know what i mean i i still think about washington what i thought you know back at the beginning of the year which is that like it's just it's not a it's not as complete of a team as it needs to be to go the distance um but here they are well yeah yeah we got this distance i mean they, yeah they went the distance of winning the pac 12 which is pretty dang right you yeah. know but what going the distance means is winning this game you know like yeah. when i wrote the preview that i wrote back in wh- whatever it was june you know what i said like go the distance what i meant was you know winning games like this uh and, and what they're you know playing when they play texas is a team that is complete Mm. you know like look look at their you know look at the ratings offense defense run pass you know uh, you know all of it like it's 
you know, that the, they are capable of playing, you know, the short game, the long game, you know, explosive rushing, like all of it, like, you know, or, 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 or look at their web graph, like, or, 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 or look at their net EPA, like it's a complete team, you know, Washington's, you know, less complete. I'm not going to say that they're like incomplete or, or a one dimensional team they, they, they have it, 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 it's not as simple as that, but like, you know, they, they, they have one way of, of winning this game. And if Texas can, you know, all they really need to do is like blunt that, you know, the, Texas knows how Washington you know, needs to, to win this game. Like, like Texas has an easier pl- uh, path of game planning for winning this game. And, uh, you know, especially vis-a-vis, you know, what Oregon had, you know, in their six days of preparation, you know, for, 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 for playing the conference championship game in which they probably thought that they were getting a different team that they wound up getting, mm-hmm. you know, Texas will have a month you know, literally exactly a month, December 1st to January 1st, uh, in which they will know exactly the Washington team that they will get. And they will have a complete team that will be healthier. Uh, you know, like, you know, or they they will be in the, the, a spot, you know, that Oregon, you know, would have liked to be, and will probably play the game that Oregon would have liked to play. Mm you know, and we'll probably have the outcome that Oregon should have had, you know, and, 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 you know, which is why Vegas had, you know, that line set at at minus nine and a half, like Vegas wasn't a bunch of morons when they set that line for Oregon minus nine and a half against Washington, like Washington didn't suddenly, you know, like they didn't like prove all the haters wrong or like all that dumb shit that you read on twitter you know like vegas set that line because you know that's the correct line to set and then football happened you know like (laughs) it's still the correct evaluation of washington as a as a not quite complete team so brutal there you go there you have we have our picks we have our picks i guess i'm rooting for texas in the playoffs if i have to root for any of those teams yeah baby doll i'm not rooting for texas yeah i mean i know against washington yeah i mean i all these you're like michigan cheated bama is bama washington gross texas ugh. but what i'm looking at one i'm rooting for alabama because it's the funniest it would be funny like especially all the controversy yeah yeah exactly it would be fun. And like out of all the hey. things, like I don't want Michigan to get stronger. Maybe if Michigan won the playoffs, Jim Harbaugh would be like, that's enough. Bye. And that would be good for us. Like Alabama blowing out Michigan in the semis, you know, the way that yeah. TCU did last year to yeah. them and and Georgia oh, did the year before. Like absolutely fun. hilarious. That is fun. Absolutely hilarious. Right. Like Harbaugh does all this stuff to like struggle through the Big Ten and then yeah. gets to his bowl game and then always loses in blowout fashion. That would be great. Game. Always and, hilarious. Yeah, right. I love that. And then like and then for Texas and and, and Washington to play a total banger like mm-hmm. 
you know, w- would be great, you know. I want but it to then, shoot out. It'd be so fun. But then for Alabama, you know, the team that, you know, f- to get in and then like all this controversy about La Florida State being left out and the committee having to defend themselves or whatever. And then like Nick Saban, ultimate, you know, Aaron, you spent a lot of time talking about Oregon being the villain, right? You know, like <laughs> there's your villain, you know, yeah. like Nick Saban who gets like, you know, foisted on the world by the the committee right it just like casually smacks around you know his his apprentice you know steve sarkisian uh yeah oh my god it would just be hilarious it would and the be committee would be, be able to be like yes yeah, see everybody you know like we were right i love it well y'all there's only one little bit here. First of all, for anyone who's going, where's the Quaxiball? Where's the Quaxiball? Uh, let me just tell you, this episode was too big. We didn't have enough time. We're about to too go big. in only Quaxiball territory in the future. I'll just quickly say this. Women's team, they've played uh, two games since we last played them. Uh, both of them were wins. Both of them were, they to be really like, to be like, feel be positive where this program's going i think you would want them to be big wins considering it was against portland state and southern university portland state we beat them by 11 wasn't very convincing philippine che had a good game southern university we beat them 63 to 37 uh no sorry 67 to 37 which is good but again i'm just I'm just not really taking anything out of that. We're playing UTSA next in Eugene. And then the men's team, I still am very much liking them. They beat UTEP 71 to 49. Sorry for your sister. No, that's obvious, though. They're not a it's not a sports school. Oh, I don't believe. Um uh th- they've been a fun team to watch. They're getting healthier and healthier. Uh Jackson Shellstad's coming in his own. Kuznard, hell yeah. Um, so let's say for our super specific prediction we're going for the game that is actually tonight december 12th 7 p.m we're going against california baptist Mm. okay eugene oregon i know nothing about them i assume we should be heavily favored aaron do you have a prediction for the game against california baptist no i don't but i just want to use my time to say Mm -hmm. Uh, small steps lead to great leaps. And so I, for one, am excited about the two women's wins. There you go. And uh, they're just going to build on it. It's happening. They, they're they building themselves back. They're going to build on it, and then they're going to transfer away in the offseason. All right, Um, California Baptists, uh, this is what I'm going to say. As you know, I am an adamant Baptist ever since Baylor beat us in the Final Four. Uh, in the women's team. Um, So I'm going to say the Baptist part of me is going to be very happy when California Baptist has a halftime lead. Fortunately for us, though, the Ducks are going to completely take over in the second half due to Brennan Rigsby hitting three three Mm. three-pointers in the second half to help us set. Uh, you know, to pull apart, pull away. Uh, Hithle, we don't talk much basketball with you, but do you have a super specific prediction? Uh, Quendo will score in double digits. Nice, oh. nice. I like that. Um, any thoughts on the on uh, either of these teams? I mean, I know we're pretty late into it, but uh, you've been watching uh, basketball. 
Chance Gray's got a upper three point shooting percentage. Like yeah. this going oh, one for seven from beyond the arc stuff is uh like Yeah, we we hit one three pointer in a game that we won. Uh that, that was the Portland State, I believe. I mean Hey, they're taking lost... my advice. Focus on focus on the layups, baby. <sighs> We're not the getting threes those will come. Either. We're not getting focus those on either. the basics. University of Portland too beat us. So like I I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Duck fans are probably tired of hearing me complain about it, but I'm just kind of feeling like, do we want to make sure Kelly Graves' feelings aren't hurt, or do we want a good women's basketball team? Because I on and I'm not putting well, it. I I think you choose one or the other right now. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I hate to say that I've been calling out Kelly Graves for a while now, but if if it's time. I mean, I mean they don't not, have a pe- point guard when Peyton Scott got hurt. Like, yeah, you know, oh, isn't that on that. him? Or, I mean, it is. It is. I'm just saying it, this isn't going to change. Like, this is this team that you're looking at. Yeah. This is what you got all year. Yeah, I think it's going to be this is all year. And then next year, it's like if everyone stay, if all of our best players stay, they then won't. Yeah, we'll be able to build. But like right now, we got like no one on the bench that is giving yeah. us any meaningful minutes. And even the person that was supposed to be our point guard that's supposed to lead us is like, this is going to be our first year as a duck. So, like, who who knows how that well that well that would have gone out or or it, how well will go out next year? I don't know. I I just feel like a there's new too much hire volatile. Could really, could really ahead, rejuvenate this whole thing. You know, like uh, either either I forget both their names, but um, is it Mark Campbell, TCU's coach who used to coach mm-hmm. for us? He would be. I would love to steal him, and, or uh, or his old protege teaching uh, 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 coach Nick in Colorado. Either of those two sound pretty freaking fantastic to me. Anyways, hopefully, hey, yeah. hopefully they prove us wrong. Go Ducks, y'all. Yeah. Um, quack quack. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for coming on the show for the day. And, My pleasure. Uh, yeah. Time you guys. Go Ducks. Bye. Quack quack. Quack, quack.